Hello everyone. Welcome to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. As the word says, we shall come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Your countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Obviously, he said gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and I will and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of, of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it unto your hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. <clears throat> and David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon the face of the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in, in the hand of David. And here David put the punctuation mark on this Philistine. Right? He said, Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistine saw their champion was dead, they fled. So what is it that um, enabled uh, David to have this, um, this type of mentality, this type of confidence in God? And uh, the ones who were soldiers, I mean, if anybody in Israel thought that they were going to have a victory, they were probably looking at some of the men that were more muscular, tall, and having, um, you know, some type of physical appearance that um, gave off some type of a strength yeah. that he could undertake this position. But that was only in the, uh, in the eyes of man. But there, here was David, and he was spending a lot of time with God. So, you know, when you this is just proving that when you spend a lot of time with God and on the things of God, this is your mentality on in the world. But if you spend a lot of time in the world, you know, you're going to just be one of the, the other guys that Saul had at the front of the battle, just for show. You know, many countries are, you know, these days we have many countries trying to um, prove that they have uh, all of this type of an army, but it's just a smoke screen. If you, you know, if, if a real uh, superpower was, was supposed to go at them, I mean, with the kind of weapons that are around now, they would not last a month. I mean, they would just, um, you know, annihilate them with nuclear weapons and so forth like that. And that's what, um, you know, the, the substance of um, Israel's army without God was just a front. And in our individual's, individual life, that is same, that's the same way it is. <clears throat> so we can give off a, a, a certain impression uh, in different eras of our life, and it can be real only if it's um, backed by God, backed by Scripture. But anything else is um, just face value, and it's not going to stand. Unless you're spending, like David was, spending time with God. Then, no, you know, these so-called <clears throat> demons that we're fighting with, 
you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're invisible. <clears throat> yeah, we are we are giving them, making them of this strength by the way that we view them. But I never saw the Lord did that. So that will, as long as I live, that will never be the case in my life. <laughs> because I'm spending enough time with God. And you're, if, if you're not spending enough time in the Word, if you're not spending enough time in prayer, every mountain is going to seem as if it's insurmountable. Like you can't get over it. And if you look at uh, another scripture in the New Testament uh, that speaks of this is Acts 4 and verses 13. Uh, yeah, look, uh, let's look at Acts 4, uh, 13. Acts 4, 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and then took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That's what happened to a child of God. When you stay engaged in relationship with Jesus Christ, more than, more than with the world. That's when you have that strength to overcome the things that the enemy is actually bringing your way. But if you're spending, if you're spending too much time in the world, then the opposite is going to be effective in your life. It's the, the spiritual things are going to seem insurmountable. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about how to get to that place where everything that the enemy does in your life is kind of like, um, um, it's, you know, instead of turning off your, turning on your Netflix for entertainment, you'll just look at what the devil is doing against you and you laugh at it. This will happen if you spend time with Jesus Christ. This is happen, will happen if you commit to Jesus Christ. What the devil do in your life is will be entertainment. You know, when it, and I actually, the devil talks to all of us. And there was a time when, you know, I didn't exactly have, I'm not saying I have full mastery over this, but uh, can you imagine um, if you had gone back in my life eight years ago, you know, I, I wasn't scared of the devil, but he would, um, you know, I'd see the different things that he was um, attacking me with. And I didn't exactly know how to deal with them at that time. I didn't have the knowledge on how to overcome him. But obviously when been spending time with God, hanging out at the feet of Jesus for so long now, then the devil uh, is, I don't watch um, TV. I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch any TV. I, watch, I, I do a little bit of stuff on the computer, reading and so forth like that, but I don't like I, TV. I, I, you know, the last time I watched TV is probably over five years now. And even my movies, I really um, watch movies. I'm not saying that we all have to do this, but then if, because I'm doing this, I, this is where I get I got my spiritual strength to overcome the wicked one. So uh, him talking to me now is like, and I believe we, I'm saying this because we can all we can all get there, and we're gonna find more um, victory over every everything that the enemy throw away. And this this happens with um, staying with Jesus, right? So today we're gonna talk about that a little bit. We're gonna talk about dying to self or a life in the spirit and for that i want to go to galatians 2 and verses 20. galatians 2 20. It says i am crucified with christ nevertheless nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me 
and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's what, you know, the, since we started, um, we launched this ministry online, that is what we have been talking about. Because we have just um, seen too many people in church who have not reached this level. And in many cases, they're not even on their way there. And we're just like, uh, okay, so why, what, are, what are they doing? They're not having any success with this, um, with growing. They understand that they believe that Jesus Christ is real. They receive him as their Lord and Savior. And they're parked on the side of the road like a, a car with all tires blown. And, and, and we, pretty quick, we begin to say, no, we, can't, we don't operate like that. We are people of progress. We are people of intelligence. We got to move on in um, spiritual things like we moved on in physical things. Because obviously we came, like even coming into um, to Canada or whether, you're, where, whether you came here or you were born here, but then you're trying to move on with your education. You're, you're trying to move, move on with your professional life. There are things that you want to accomplish. And you don't just like uh, sit around and uh, hope that these things happen. No, you get going with school. You get going with education. You get going with um, looking for gainful employment. All the things that you need to do to improve your life. You're doing them. You're making all the necessary moves. Adjustments here, adjustments there. Using wisdom, using intelligence that God has given, given um, you. Right? We know how to do that physically. And you know what? You could be going to, to work. I was going to work or coming from work and I met in a car accident once. But quite frankly, I was back at work the next day because I, I, I didn't get any hurt. So I was back at work the next day. So that's just a, um, a temporary delay. And it's the same principles when it comes on to your spiritual life. But we're just hitting... Uh, for example, you go to church and there's a situation that happened that um, upset you. And then you're thinking, I should not go to church. But when something happens at your work, which is every day that you don't like, you keep on going back to either the same job or the next job. You know, there's a famous um, statement or saying that you have to be like a Timex watch. <laughs> a Timex watch. You have to keep on to be able to take a hit and keep on ticking. And that's how you strive, and that's how you improve, and that's how you grow spiritually. Because there is a realm that is spoken of here in Galatians 2.20 that we can actually get to, where, we're, where we become spirit beings. We become spirit beings. In other words, we operate out of our spirits instead of out of our minds. And the Spirit of God will actually now manipulate your mind. That's why the Bible said that we can have the very mind of Christ. So a lot of times you will find yourself doing things and it's after being in the middle of it that you will realize that God is the one who actually communicated to you to maybe go somewhere or call someone because you're so, your mind is so taken over by the Spirit of God. I know the mind of Christ, the same mind that is in Christ Jesus is now in us. And we must allow this process not only to begin but to come to the fullness of it, the fullness of it. Too many of those obstacles that we encountered along the way have prevented us from maturing to the people that God wants us to mature to. And there is no excuses. So that's what we're talking about. You know, I want to go next scripture is John 12 and verses 24. John 12, 24. 
And we'll read from uh, 24 to 26. It says here, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. So, you know, agriculture attests to this uh, revelation that Jesus Christ was adhering to here. And we call, there is a, a term in agriculture they call germination. In, in, in When you plant a seed, it goes into the earth. I mean, initially people would say that it dies, but it goes through a process called germination. And then another life comes out of that seed and it's now bearing fruit. It grows out of the earth and it bears fruit. So this revelation, this understanding Jesus was using to explain here, which is the same thing that happens to a believer when we come to Jesus Christ. He begins to process us in even, we can actually understand this process. It's not something that just happens to you and you're not aware or understand what is it that's actually happening. You are aware of what is happening. There's a, a process of sanctification, of purification, of taking you out of the old man. And your flesh is constantly fighting your spirit. And we have a will. So which one of these two are we going to allow to win that battle? You know, it, it, look at, for example, look at the sports stars of the world, the Michael Jordans, the Wayne Gretzky's of the world, the LeBron James. Right? Those people are making headways, very successful in the material world. But, I mean, they have no, their names are not even going to be mentioned in eternity. They want their names to be in the, the Hockey Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, and they want to be remembered for championships. And that's a temporary thing because, you know, this earth that we live and this um, created space called time that we live in, it's not going to be around forever. So all of their work is going to be forgotten. Nobody's going to remember that Michael Jordan dunked the basketball. No, no one is going to remember that outside of time. Nobody's going to remember all those goals that Wayne Gretzky scored. If they did not accomplish anything spiritually, that's what Jesus was saying when he said, Store your treasures in heaven, not on earth. So here we are. There are many people that are ushers in churches that are going to have a greater reward than Michael Jordan. Last time I checked, Michael Jordan doesn't even believe in Jesus. So we hope that he comes to the Lord. We hope that all of those guys come to, to Jesus. But it just shows you how useless all of the things that we accomplish outside of God are going to be. Nobody will remember all of those fancy dunks, all of those 360 dunks that everybody's going for crazy for now. And we have an opportunity to, right here to um, do something that is everlasting. Something that wells up into the eternity. That's what the, the Lord has given us uh, the opportunity to do, you know. And we're only, we're only going to do that if we truly give ourselves to Jesus Christ. If we do what um, David did David did when the Lord you know, kept him in the desert, reserved him, and cultured him and taught him. But if he, was, if he was with his brothers being 
influenced by the world, he would not have been able to deliver Israel that, that particular day. And so it is in 2020. If we are not spending our time with Jesus Christ, and we're just loving this world and the things of this world, we're not going to be able to deliver ourselves or our family, and we're not going to accomplish the things that God has placed on our heart. And we're going to, you know, when we, if, when we go to heaven, you know, there will be no special welcome. It's just like somebody else came up. I don't want to go up uh, a regular guy when I leave the earth to go up to heaven. There, you know, I must accomplish something. I must bear fruit with my life. And to do that, there's a sacrifice. That's why I read, I like to read the old um, preachers. I rarely, some, you know, some folks were sending me uh, videos from American, American preachers this week. And I, I like, I got mad in myself. I was like, what? You know, I was like, it got me upset. I was like, don't they know that I don't listen to these, uh, to these type of people? I, you know, very few of them I can actually listen to because they're not preaching the full gospel. They're just appeasing people with nice words. And this is not what's in the Bible. Jesus never spoke about all of that. And his followers, his disciples never operated and preached that way. They preached the fullness of the gospel, the fullness of the word of God. And that's why so many of these preachers, they might be able to talk and, and uh, look good on tel television and all of that, but there's no power. There is no power. When you're preaching the real gospel, God is, going to, God is going to send power if you're truly in relationship and fellowship with him and doing what he has called you to do. There is going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. Very few of them are actually producing these signs, wonders, and miracles. It's great presentations, eloquent speeches. And Paul said that's not, was not what he did. That's not what he did. So we must go after the real thing. We must begin to crucify the flesh and the desires of the flesh and step away from the TV. And even the work world, like we were saying a few weeks ago, the work world is actually influencing us. I make up my, I usually make up my mind before I go into the work world. These people will not influence me. I know who they are. They will not change me. They will not influence me to start chasing material things or the next vacations. I want to be the enemy in the office. The only, the only thing I want to be known, known for is friendship with Jesus Christ. That's not to say that I'm mean-spirited, because I'm not. I try to get along with people, and when God permit me to speak to them and to uh, and, um, you know, communicate something to them, I'm mindful to do it with love, because if, I, if I'm just like uh, arrogant about it, they're not going to receive it, and I'm going to be ineffective in my faith. But like I'm, I always said, it's, a, it's, an, it's an attitude that is on the inside, that I've already made up my mind that I will not allow anything, any person, to influence me outside of the things of God. And they will see Christ on you and they will respect. We've been hearing a lot of testimonies. Uh, Kim has been sharing me a lot of testimonies about uh, our, our workplace. I have neighbors that I preach Jesus to you. You know, they were very friendly and ready to have a conversation with me before they knew that I was a Christian. And then they, they walk by with their dog and they say hello and they stop for a five minute chat. And then, you know, all of that nice camaraderie. And then I hit them with a the big stick of heaven called Jesus Christ. I'm preaching boldly before them. And I'm telling you, next time they see me, they, they, they try not to pass our gate. And I go, good. With this, well, I'm not here to, to make friends. I'm here to do a, a, a work. So don't, don't, don't think that I'm going to be the guy that's going to come to your you know, backyard every summer. We're going to do barbecue. Then you're going to do barbecue. No, 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 no. Forget about that. I'm friends with Jesus Christ. If you don't want to be friends with him, I'm going to tell you about him. But then bye-bye. That's my attitude.
people are hiding. Some of them are hiding. But the children, they're, they're looking for us. They want more. That's the mentality we need to have. And for that to happen, we must be so built up and so strong in God that nothing can, can come against us. And that's when, that's when the power of God is going to move through our lives. Next scripture I want to go to is uh, Romans 8. And we will read from uh, 1 to 14. Romans 8, 1 to 14. I'll try and skip some if I don't have to. And it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the Spirit. Think about that. Something else is supposed to be in operation in us when we come to Jesus Christ. Another life, something takes over our being. It's as if we have been, we've been possessed. You know, we, we always talk about people being possessed by a demon. And we see the demon manifesting. We see the demon actually taking that person's mouth and speaking through that uh, person's mouth. Or trying to... Uh, do different things with um, the person's physical body. A lot of times we will even see the, the demons act, cause them harm, physical harm. I've seen people being delivered and they were bleeding. The demon tore them. And here we have an opportunity to have the spirit of God combined with our spirits, totally electrifying our body our mind, our soul, every part of our being. And we can be led by that spirit. And God is saying, crucify the flesh. Allow me to do this. And we can. We can allow the Lord to do this by giving him our will. And the Lord will transfer, transform us and renew us. And we're totally being led by the Holy Spirit, totally. No more fleshy desires. No more, even your desires begin to change when this begins. This process begins to take place in you. You have no more time to just sit there and watch the TV. The Holy Spirit will haunt you. Is this what you came to, to Jesus for? So you can slump down here and watch TV 24-7? You, 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 you couldn't. The conviction of the Spirit. You're going to be you know, engineered. And your desires are going to be for the things of God. And we have to allow the fullness of this thing to happen. And one of the ways to make it happen is to disconnect our association from the world. To disconnect the negative voices that are speaking into us. If, if the world, in a general sense, come home from work, have their dinner and flip the TV on somewhere around 8 o'clock and, and then watch until 10, 30, 11, and then goes to bed, and Christians are doing the same thing, then we're not. We're we are no different from them. When we get up in the morning and go to work, we're going to be speaking the very same language that they speak, talking about the, the movies. They will not see Jesus Christ in us until we begin to, until we begin to uh, spend our time in the Word, spend our time in prayer, spend our time seeking God. Then when the, when the coffee machine stirs up at the office in the morning and those conversations begin to be stirred up, now we're gonna, they're going to see, okay, something is different about this guy here. He, he's not been watching Netflix last night. Because you don't, what was on? Uh, what, what is that? I don't even know the name of it. The language that they speak is different from the language that we speak. That's how God designed it. You know? 
a peculiar people. How is it that a peculiar people would look? We look different and we sound different. We have to plug out from the world, plug out from the from the TV, plug out. Even me, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm getting annoyed with the amount of time that I'm spending on my phone. And I'm asking the Lord, like, I, I can't do this. Too much breathing. I got to um, keep that habit a little bit. I don't watch the, the TV, but I've been spending a little bit too much time on the phone. And I got to get out. And I, I got to, um, even though a lot of things I'm watching are still spiritual things. But, the, but I'd rather be uh, laying in the presence of the Lord and reading the word. So it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Verses 2 Romans 8. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. And he goes on in verses 4, it says, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. The righteousness of the law, which man, no man could fulfill, and still no man can fulfill except Christ himself, is now fulfilled in us by this very thing that we're discussing here. When we allow the spirit life to fully function in us, that's what actually leads to salvation, to saving grace. Because the law has to be fulfilled somehow. Not in the mechanical way in the Old Testament that no man could, but by the life of the Spirit that is given to us now, the grace of God to overcome. That is how we can now uh, fulfill the Ten Commandments that were given to Moses. So this is how important it is that we allow the spiritual maturity, not just the initiation of our relationship with Jesus Christ by repenting, uh, re repenting and baptism and all those things, not just th that, but now we move on to maturity. We're, not, we're no longer laying, like it says in Hebrews 6, the foundation, foundational principles again. People, so sometimes we are recommitting our lives back to the Lord. We're repenting again. Sometimes we want to com complete that by doing the baptism again. Don't, we don't want to go over those steps. We want to pass the test and move on into the echelons of the things of God. Graduate from primary school, graduate from high school, graduate from college, and then get out into the world where the power of God be, is beginning now to be dispensed through you. So we, in this season, God is saying, get rid of the distractions. That's what I feel the Holy Spirit saying to me. We need to get rid of the distractions in our life and get back to the, the quiet place of prayer. Jesus showed us all of these things. He had the crowds. Everything that we were seeking, he, he had it, and he turned his back from it to take time to go into prayer. And he spent extended time in prayer and fellowshiping with, it, with his Father by the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible said, in him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The fullness. God, he gave himself totally, totally to God. He was chasing nothing material. And 33, he was going to be ready to die. 33, we're just getting ready to, you know, in the prime of our life. And verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we can have peace in this spiritual state. Only when we're in the spiritual state can we have peace. Because when you're in the carnal ma man, the only thing you're doing is running trying to secure material things to secure, to feel more um, secure. And it's not there. 
It's just a cycle. And it, it goes on to say in verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So we are fighting against God by not allowing the spirit life to fully germinate and take, uh, take on the fullness of, of that process in us. We're fighting against God. So then they that are, that, are in, that are in the flesh cannot please God. Over and over, it's just going over the same thing. But it says, talking about us, it says, but ye are not in the flesh. Verses 9. But in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's why I wonder, like the Catholic, I wonder what they read. I, I thought, you know, I see people um, getting excited when the Pope is coming to their country. And I'm thinking, if I ever get within harm's length of the Pope, the only thing I'm going to do is, is slap that stupid hat off of his head and tell him to go take the Bible and read it. Because what is he teaching the people? I don't know. If we move down to, there's a scripture below that says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verses 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's how God now calls you a, a son when you're being led by the Holy Spirit. So this mental thing that we've been doing, saying that we're children of God, it's, a, it's an intellectual, it's a mental thing. You're a child of God when God approves of you. And how is it that he approves of you? That means his word has to attest to your position. There has to be an agreement with what you are doing and what the word of God is saying. In actuality, not in pretense. And that's when God considers you a child of God. So you're not a child of God because you turn up to every, oh, you never miss uh, one Sunday at church. No, but the Holy Spirit is actually telling you that you 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 should um, not be living in that area, or telling you to go and talk about Jesus to your next door neighbor, and you're not doing that. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, are we doing what the Lord is asking us to do? Too much of the world, there too much of the world influencing you will cause that the fullness of the Spirit life not to happen inside of you and you're being influenced by all different type of things and it's going to be very difficult to hear the voice of God let alone obeying the voice of God so now what are those hindrances begin to begin to do the things that are necessary for you to come into the fullness of that individual and if, if the preachers begin to preach like this it would be a different story but I know most of you guys know that most of, the guys, most of those television preach. I've, so many of them have been repenting lately. I mean, none of us is perfect. There's always going to be something to repent from. But the, the poor things, when you see them repenting of the core, the core foundational things, that, that's a lot. I think Tayshan was sending me a, a video uh, this week of Todd White. And I listened to Todd White, and he's a wonderful guy because he goes on the street and he ministers to um, those who are broken and he shows them the love of God and so forth. But he was repenting because he wasn't preaching the, the full gospel because they, they were not preaching. They don't preach about the other um, side of the coin. 
which is hell, which Jesus spoke about more than he spoke about heaven. And the reason why the Lord did this, let's let's um really think about why is it that the Lord spoke about hell more than he spoke about heaven. The reason is because he didn't want anyone to go there. And the, 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 the way to prevent people from going into danger is to warn them about the danger that's um, awaiting them up the street. If you don't warn them about that, then chances are they're just going to venture up there and end up there. So that's why the Lord did it. So when we actually speak about hell, when we actually talk about judgment and all of those things that will cause you to be condemned to hell, that's actually a, a beautiful thing. When we talk about the fear of God, last night we were talking to, here until late with um, Tayshaun and Eliana, we we're talking about the fear of God. Oh, we're supposed to fear God and reverence God. And, and you know, God is fierce. There's an, a part of God that is very, very fierce. I had a visitation from the Lord one time, and I woke up, and it was 3.30 in the morning. I looked over my wife. I could see the clock. And there was something at my feet. There was something going up and down my feet, up and down my feet. And it was very scary. And, you know, actually, really quick, I picked up that this is, this is God. This is the Holy Spirit manifesting himself in such a fierce way. And I was praying and fasting at that time. And I was like, oh, does he want me to get up and pray? But, I, you know, that fierceness I didn't want to deal with. <clears throat> I'm like, maybe you'll have mercy on me because Kim is here with me. So, you know, oh, oh, oh bad kitty, uh, deal with me now because Kim is on the bed. But if, if I go down in the corner there, maybe he'll slay me down there. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not now I'm getting up out of bed. And I refuse to get out of bed. And he scared me back to sleep. But when I woke up in the morning, as soon as I got out, out of the bed, I, I, you know, he, there were things that he had spoken in my head and they were in my head and he gave me clear directions on what he needed, uh, I needed to do in my life. And I got to business really, really quick. I was like, God says such and such and such, and I'm going to do such and such and such, period. And that's what the Lord does is, is grace in the time that he's giving you to correct even the ways that you have that are not consistent with his will. His grace is doing that. But no, take that grace and do what he wants you to do. Don't allow time to go by. And then some other element of God, maybe the judgment of God now. Because his grace is only for a time. He's only for a time. And then no, he will he will take his protection off of you. Different things will happen to you. So that's why sickness comes on many people, you know, because they God gave them grace, gave them instructions, and they ignored it. And then the Lord takes his uh, protection off of them a little bit like he did with Job. So Satan can buffer them a little. And that's a, something that, that's not the way I want to learn. I don't want the Lord to teach me by laying me out um, with uh, some type of a sickness for two years on a bed. And this is the way that I learn. So I go, I'm going to do this quick before the Lord visit me back again. And then the next time, it's something else that comes on me. Right, so that's what we want to do. Next scripture is uh, Philippians 2 and verses uh, 5. Philippians 2, 5. And it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that crazy? 
that God is saying that this mind that was in Christ Jesus, that enabled him to be so productive spiritually on the earth, can actually happen to a human being in the year 2020 mm -hmm. in the province of Ontario, Canada. That is an amazing invitation that God is saying. That I can give you so much of me that you don't even see you anymore. I can take over your mind and use you at will. When we pray in the morning prayers and we commit this service to the Lord, that's what we pray for. We pray, Lord, that, that I would be an instrument <clears throat> that is inspired to speak your word mm -hmm. without any part of me being involved in it. The other part of, of it that allows us to laugh and, and so forth is just to keep us engaged. But the true thing that is actually happen, happening here is there is a spiritual exchange. When the word of God goes forth, there is power that flows with that word to calibrate and to bring everything into alignment in that person with him. That is what, that's what this is about. Like we always say, contained in the promises of God are your physical needs, your financial needs, your health needs, your retirement needs. <clears throat> Biblical principles are there for every area of your life. Your marriage, your children, they're all contained within the book. Get off of uh, Netflix a little bit, get into the scripture, and the word of God will begin to speak to you. Next scripture is Mark 2, verses 22. You know, one of the, one of the you know, I feel like the Lord, just like he did in with David, he made sure that he chose someone that he was not, I didn't have any physical, you know, disposition that was Herculean. Nobody could see anything on David that would think that he was going to be the deliverer of Israel. The Lord, he, he really chose vessels that don't fit the, um, the task that he's actually sending them out to accomplish. That's why we're here. This is why we're here this morning. We are the, we are the chosen of the Lord. And yes, nobody is at that place where they need to be, including myself. We're not, I'm not at the spiritual place that I need to be. Uh, do I need to pray more? Yeah. I was telling guys yesterday that, you know, my, the big one with me is fasting. I'm praying that God would give me grace for fasting. As, as you can tell, you know, I can't go too long without food. And if the Lord don't give me um, grace and give me strength when I fast, man, I'm pretty much, I, I will literally die. That's how bad it is. I, I feel like God actually um saved my life on a number of times even when it came out to sicknesses i feel like i was so sick but then i would like refuse to go to the doctor i was like uh, but the, you know the, god just love, know that just the zeal and there's not a lot of wisdom there a lot of times so he would just like you know offer me grace mm -hmm. we all we all need it i'm just a byproduct of the grace and, and the goodness and the mercy of god i would probably be dead a long time ago if it wasn't for that i can go back in my life and see so many times that god protected me from so many things but, but thank God, you know, that investment that he made in me, that got to pay off. God is not going to um, save my life and continue to give me grace. And then I don't do something with that goodness that he has um, extended to me with it. Something has to give. Something has to, um, you know, be one for the Lord Jesus Christ through our lives. So Mark 2.22, it says, 
and no man put a new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottle, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine must be put in new bottles. That's what he's saying. He's saying, uh, whenever when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, He's gonna make you a new person, a new person. We gotta get rid of the the old mentality. We gotta get rid of the mentality of our towns, the mentality of our villages. You know, coming from um, Jamaica, you know they had a lot of so-called saints, and I actually I had a, a lot of very heated uh, conversation with people. For some reason, I just always rejected those old wives' tales that they uh, they used. And I had a mindset, I guess God gave me a mindset very early. And I praise God for that. That I don't, I didn't agree with the culture, many cultural things, and the way that people, um, you know, conducted their, themselves and so forth. There was something inside of me that was like, always like rebellious, literally rebellious to um, that those type of uh, mindset, those type of uh, systems. And if you don't have that mindset, if you don't have that strength inside of you that God can give you, they will literally influence you into darkness. In this day and age, 2020, you have to be strong. You have to be strong. There are so many things that are coming against the Christian, the believer. And if we're going to be, if we're going to make it, we have to be powerful we have to be powerful we have to be people of prayer when when i say people of prayer, i don't mean the the five minute ten minute prayers no you got to get beyond that level and we know how to get beyond that level to get beyond beyond that level we know how to do it because we have gotten gotten beyond that level in many other areas of our life we got to start crying out to god this is why we started a prayer here on wednesday wednesdays and, um, you know, already the presence of God has been visiting us and God has been revealing so many things. And we're going to grow it. We're going to grow it. And we're going to make sure that we, we're doing this thing with the word of God. Because we want to move on to the, the, the other promises that are in the word of God. But we know if we don't lay the foundation, you know, I listen to this uh, um, revelation. It's called, Why, Why Do Revivals Die? And if you study revivals, I've looked into a few revivals. The Azusa Street Revival, beautiful revival. But there was a reason why it died. The humanity of men, the weaknesses of men, not the unwillingness of God. We fail. And that's why the foundation must be right. That's why when we talk about the prophetic, people want to have different anointings, different graces, power, and power from God to heal the sick. But they don't want to learn the fruits of the spirit. That's why God methodically build a ministry. So that we can do it the proper way. So that it can last. That's why I'm not asking God to increase this ministry and give me hundreds of people before time. And that's what the last ministry I was in, that's what they did. They wanted numbers. And I was actually helping them, but I realized that they were flawed, flawed in the foundation. I saw it. And I'm not a, this, these people were in ministry for a long time. But I realized that they were flawed in their foundation. It will not, it can't last. Just like how the physical house will not last, the spiritual house will not last. You can't defy the word of God and, and think that you're going to be successful. Successful. 
There, there are physical laws and there are spiritual laws. And even if you, it seems to a, on a, for a short time that you had some success, you jump in the here, jump off the floor in the here. It seems like you're going up. People boast about their vertical leap. Some guys can go jump two feet, three feet, four feet. But sooner or later, something happened, you're coming back down. That's how the law is in the spirit too. If you don't build your spirit life using kingdom laws and be truthful about it, you might seem as if you're having a level of success for a time. But guarantee you, that law that God built into this system when he constructed the world, do you think he can defy? Is, is there a man that can defy that law? It's going to pull you. It's going to expose you. So we have to do everything by pattern, by the pattern that is laid out in Scripture. And that pattern is dying to self, dying to self. This revelation is not is often taught in the body of Christ, but seldom received, seldom practiced. You know, when you're dead to yourself, nobody can uh, insult you. Or can you, a dead man be insulted? You go to over a coffin and call a man any name. It's the only time that he will not reply. But do you know that's not the only time it, we should have been dead as believers before we got we went into the coffin that's the type of maturity that's the fullness of the maturity of the spirit in god different things might affect you in different ways i'm not saying that you're totally you know immune to everything but if the life of christ is inside of you Tomorrow when you get up, it's a brand new day, brand new. His mercies are new every day, it says in Scripture. And you can overcome anything that man throw your way and move on. I was talking to Adrian last night. I was saying, you know, many things are going to come our way. I was reading a Scripture of Paul was saying that he was going to be going to Jerusalem. And the people were saying, do not go to Jerusalem. No, they're going to do such and such and such to you. But they were not exactly delivering any news to Paul because the Holy Spirit had already told him the things he was going to be suffering. So in, in, Christians actually trying to tell Paul not to go do what God had told him to do was, you know, you know these type of things are not to be even be happening. What the Spirit is telling you to do, your mom is going to tell you not to do. Your dad is going to tell you not to do. Your friends are going to say the same thing. Good. That's how you know that you're following God's lead. When everybody in the world that has an old mindset, that are, whose minds have not been renewed, they're the ones who are telling you what to do, then you know you should do just the opposite. But if carnal minds are in agreement with you, you're definitely in trouble. We saw this happen in Jesus' ministry. The disciples at various times were trying to convince him of things that the Spirit was not to do things that the Holy Spirit was telling him to do. This is not going to be your um, popular, you know, vote of confidence by your comrades and friends. This is a lonely walk. But God is a strong and mighty God. And we can do all things, like it says in Scripture, through Christ who strengthens us. So we don't try and win it. We're not trying to win a popular popularity contest. Or to be the most popular person on your street. No, just live a life that is pleasing to Jesus Christ. Bear fruit for the kingdom and apologize to no man for doing that. 
That is the only relevance you're going to have. Work that you're going to do that's going to have any relevance at all. Any relevance. Apart from you committing your life to Jesus Christ, being on this earth, if, if all you did was just material things, was just have a job, you could have not been here. You have not been a blessing to the world. And here we are today having that opportunity to engage God. You can, you can start afresh any moment with the Lord. Any moment you can start afresh with the Lord and change the course and begin to be used by God and begin to have an intimate relationship with Him. Not an intimate relationship with the world. An intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we see Jesus Christ, He was not exactly trying to win the popularity contest either. When crowds were following Him, People are getting excited based on how many followers they have on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And Jesus was doing the exact opposite. He was vetting them and saying, which of you are truly my disciples? I'm going to give you the cost of being my disciples today. And the Bible said many of them from that day forward, they did not walk with him. So that is... That, that's what the Lord is saying today. And we have to choose this individually, individually, as individuals. Your household is not necessarily going to come into this agreement. Husband might not, wife might not. But this is one thing that you can defy your husband on and defy your wife on. When it comes down to the things of God, you can defy them. Because the Bible said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. First, is God. Husband-wife relationship, if it's not constructed in uh, God, I'm not saying that you're uh, going to get divorced. Not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when it comes down to living a uh, life based on Scripture and the leading of the Holy Spirit over what your husband or wife, who is not a believer or not supporting you, you've got to make that decision at that point that it's God first. And then there are Scriptures that actually tells you the type of relationship that you now have in regards to that uh, marriage situation. And you deal with it accordingly. And in many cases, we find that whenever that happens, what tends to happen is that the Lord actually uh, change that scenario within that family and bring the other people. But that will only happen if you are fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. If we're trying to police this thing with our um, selves, we, it make, we make it difficult for the Holy Spirit to operate. And anything that you own, any situation that you own, and you don't give it to God, you're going to find that you're going to wonder why you're not getting breakthrough. You know why you won't get breakthrough? Because it's yours. So if it's yours, your power is maintaining it. God's hands off. The only time that you're going to see, truly see God move in that situation is when you give it to the Lord in totality. Give yourself to Him. Give the situation to Him. And say, Lord, you do it because you're the only one that can do it. If you try to help God, we see one man try to do that under the Old Testament. When the Ark of the Covenant was, um, seemed as if it was falling off of that um, carriage that they had. And that man felt like, well, let me go help God out. To his detriment. God does not need help. What God needs is our total obedience. Not sacrifice. Obedience. 
once you begin to be obedient, everything will change. And you have to develop some spiritual muscles because, you know, there are seven days in the week. And, and Monday morning, we tend to be spiritually, spiritual lions. We're driving down the street, you know, going to work with a lot of um, energy. Tuesday come along, we're kind of like so-so. And hump day, they call it Wednesdays, hump day. By Wednesday, we're beginning to feel the heat. The secular world is actually, you know, touching our spirit, man, now. You know, we begin to look sideways. Up to Tuesday, you were like militant, looking, you know, built up in Christ. And by Thursday, you know, you don't really know what's going on, what time of the day it is. You, 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 we, we have to pull ourselves up. This is a full-time thing. And the grace is available to us to do this. The grace is there. The ability of God to function as a spiritual person is there, period. God has committed himself. You know, it's like, you, like I have God where I want him. He put himself there. I read it in his word. And it said, the word said that God cannot lie. So when I go before, it's like, God, no, my prayers have to be answered, period. He has to answer my prayers. And that's what I like. It's his desire that we would be in this position. We did not attain here. He put us here. That's the kind of confidence that we can have in our Father. This is a, a very, this is where a lot of um, Christians miss the whole deal with Jesus Christ. Because they, they love the um, salvation message and breakthrough that the, um, they get from God. But when it comes to dying to self, that message is a, a lot of, it's ignored in the body of Christ. Actually, it's ignored. Let it not be ignored today. It's a, there's another level in God that we need to get to. Turn off the TV and you'll find out. Begin to read the word. Begin to cry out to God. This year, they, oh, they, the prayers, there's a wall in Israel where they pray. They put on their prayer shawl and they would go there and they would cry out to God. Even though they don't have the proper way. They're crying out to God. People go to that wall and they, they do this all the, all the time. And they're crying out to God. Hunger, desire, thirst. And here we are, knowing God through Christ. I can come into this relationship with him. And we're spending our time watching TV or doing whatever else. Too much of it I'm talking about. Too much. And it's hindering the growth of our spirits. It's hindering the fact that God wanted us to be the next David. To go and announce to the Goliaths out there that there's a God. We didn't spend the relevant time with Jesus Christ. And when the, the day came that we should have stepped out and conquered that mountain, the people that defied our God, they had the last laugh. And now we have a chance to turn it around. And we thank the Lord for what he's been doing through this ministry and the testimonies that people have been um, sharing with us. It's amazing. Not just testimonies of um, material things.
Because if that's what it is, uh, forget about it. But testimonies of people's lives being changed and transformed. That's what this thing is about. So begin to allow, begin to spend time with God one and begin to mature and ask the Lord to transition you out of the flesh and into the spirit. How is it that you hear his voice more? How is it that you minister by the Holy Spirit to the situations and the people that are around you mm-hmm. so that people can come into this message of salvation? That's what we're saying today. That's what the Lord put on my heart to bring, uh, to speak about today. Mm-hmm. But then the Lord also will let me know one more thing. That is power. His grace is available to those individuals who will hear this message this morning and say, yes, Lord, I know this is from you. I know this is not a man speaking. I know this is that you're inviting me into a closer relationship, into a relationship that is going to bear fruit. I know you desire more commitment from me. Say no. Say yes, Lord. And then begin to follow up in your prayer life fast and seek God and desire him and don't give up persevere also persevere just because the Lord didn't speak to you in a dramatic way in the first the first day you were praying or the second or the third or a week pass continue he's faithful He's faithful to his promises. If we continue, if our hearts are sincere, eventually God will come. Jesus Christ is still encountering people today. What an exciting thing that a man can go into his closet and pray. And Jesus Christ encounters him in his dream or in a vision and dramatically changes life. That's what the Lord is saying this morning. I want to have a closer relationship with my people. Tell them to prepare themselves by aligning with my word and hungering and thirsting and desiring for me. And I will come. I will come and I will reveal myself to them. I will come and encounter them. I will come and work in the different situations in their lives that they need to be worked out. So let me just pray. Father, I give you praise and thanks, O Lord, for this morning, O God. And I thank you for this word that you've placed in my heart to share. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me the inspiration to speak. And I thank you, Lord, for the every single person under the sound of my voice, O Lord, that you are working out something in them by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for their willingness to be here, O Lord God, and to open up, open up to you this morning. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, that you will empower them accordingly, O oh God. That you will empower them, that you would strengthen them, that you would grant them with wisdom, understanding, spiritual wisdom and understanding. That you would increase them, O oh Lord God Almighty. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would encounter them 
that you would encounter them as they come to seek you, O oh Lord, as they come before you fasting and praying and desiring to mature into the fullness of that which you have called them into. I pray, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, that you'd give them divine encounters, O oh Lord, that you'd begin to speak to them, O oh Lord, that they would once again begin to remember their dreams. Oh, Father, we yearn for you. We desire you. We desire for the things that are spoken of in your word. And we're here, your children, hungry and thirsty this morning. Fill us, O Lord God. For without your infilling, we are empty vessels, O God. We are confused vessels without you, Lord. We are merely living a physical existence that has no meaning. Father, touch our lives this morning by your spirit. Touch us, awaken us, quicken us. Bring us into the fullness of your promises. Bless your people, Lord Jesus. Bless them, O oh God. Protect them this week as they go in their workspaces. Give them grace. Give them favor, O oh Lord God. Give them understanding and spiritual stamina. Change and transform their, their households, O oh Lord. Let it be when they open your word, Father, we ask in Jesus' mighty name that you would speak to them through your word, that your word would speak back to them, O oh Lord God, in a revelationary way, O oh God, that they would be quickened in their understanding and they would come into truth. Mm -hmm. We thank you this morning, Lord, that we're here in your presence. And we give you praise and thanks for all that you're doing, for all that you have done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to be praying for um, whoever wants prayers. They can uh, type it in the chat. We're going to pray at the end. And uh, if Rebecca is up to it this morning we're gonna i'm here awesome we're gonna give her an opportunity just to share some of the things that god has been doing in her life so go ahead okay so i guess it would have been maybe tuesday um my one my one new dog that i adopted he um was in extreme pain to the point where he was like quivering and he just didn't want to do anything he didn't want to stand in one she said everything agreed with her um, and she's gonna she's gonna go forth and start her journey with God. And then um, I was talking to with another uh, lady in my office, just casual conversation, and um, it's the same thing. I discovered she was a believer, and I talked about how I talked with the supervisor and that we were going to pray. Um, and she said, "Yeah, she's in." So there's more there's more believers in my workplace that I noted than I knew before. Um, and they're all agreeing to, to pray. And there's a couple of um, men there, same thing. Uh, but they're kind of one one foot in, one foot out. But uh, I, I know that God's touching their heart and, and they they will be both feet in. So praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what we want to um, 
you know, the, the byproduct of uh, us coming together and, uh, you know, pursuing the things of God is going to result in like revival in our workplaces, in our homes, and eventually in our cities and our nation and to the nations. Mm-hmm. And that's how God, uh, you know, do, do not despise small beginnings. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be able to um, see the vision when it's in its infancy stage. You know, many people could not see that vision, that calling that was on Jesus Christ because they were too familiar with him. And therefore, he couldn't do much miracles in his own town, but he went to the next town and raised the dead. So, you know, I don't, um, I don't, uh, we, we, I don't underestimate what God can do through anyone. Yeah. And also, I don't know, I'm just going to take a quick second just to share um, when Andrade was speaking on dying to self, um, the verse that stood out to me the most was um, Galatians 2, verse 20, when he talks about dying to self, not I that live, but the Christ that lives in me. And then it just takes me back a little bit. Um, just when we just, you know, started out just to pursue God at a different level. And um, I can remember um, Andrade would say, okay, you know what, come, let's go pray. Let's go pray because he can feel that the Lord um, wants to speak to us. And then after other time, he was home full time, just doing ministry. And I am still working part time. And then I will come home and do things, look after the kids and all of that. And then just get ready and maybe just want to go out now and to just do what I do best. Just enjoy the, the mall, uh, window shopping and stuff like that. And then, you know, upon going through the door, he approaches me, let's go pray to see what God, you know, wants to say. And then it's just like something would rise up in me. And I'm like, it, it, it's my time now. I came home. I did all I need to do as a good wife. Like, let me go out and do what I need to do. And, you know, this is what he was talking about, just dying to, to self and just dying to flesh. And then I would say all these things and then, you know, still want to go out. And then he will just look at me and said, your mouth. I would, I'm a very quiet person. I'm a very quiet person by nature, but I guess I have a mouth on me, you know, at times and sometimes when I want to have my own way and then the Lord would always speak to me also. And, you know, he would say, um, to be submissive, just to be submissive. And then I will come back in and then I will just realign myself and, and go and pray. And then in giving into that, that's when we would find that the presence of God would increase more. We will get more out of the prayer and so forth. But what if, you know, I wasn't willing to say, okay, you know what, flesh be slain right now, put aside that and actually do what the spirit was beckoning us to do. Like we wouldn't receive as much. And as the days and the time go by, like the Lord would actually give you the grace to do these things because say, you know, I would still go about doing my way, doing things my way. You know, we wouldn't get out of God what we need to get because in the word also, it says that God doesn't anoint rebellion. Like he cannot, like rebellion is just pretty much like witchcraft, right? So if we're going about even, I'm talking about myself because, you know, confession is good for the soul at times. Going about just doing my own thing, there is no way because you have to give something up. There is a point where in which you have to have some flesh in the game. You have to give something up in order to attain because within God, there are different levels. And it's like, what level are you willing to go with him? You know, like, let me look at it in a relationship setting. 
you might be courting for a while. Like, are you willing to just be that woman on the side or do you want to go after the ring? Do you want to be the wife in God's heart? And normally I don't like to really settle for second best. So I would just encourage you, encourage everyone, just go after the full deal. Just go after the ring, go after the wife position in God, in his heart, because that's where he desire for us to be. Just uh, put flesh under, die to self, and just go in and just stay at that place. And there he will take you places. Believe me, he will take you places and you will get the grace that's sufficient to take you there. And that's what I wanted to share. Amen. Praise God. Anybody for prayers? Don't tell me, y'all. Everybody on here, uh, they got their prayers answered, and they're just doing fine, and there are no mm -hmm. issues. Okay. That's not the case. If that's the case, that's a good thing. <laughs> no, it's not the case. Somebody's being shy. Where is the spirit of David? Remember the Bible says, we have a tour get three are gathered in my name. Are we gathered in his name? And then agreeing concerning anything uh you will do it so this is your chance so I'll give you a, a quick moment or let's say someone has something to share a testimony is there someone who'd like to speak let us know we like to hear from others you know let me go into a different view for those who are awesome We're going to get Anna to share something. Hello. Hey, Anna. Go right ahead. So just, um, I need if you can pray for me for uh, more directions from the Lord. Okay. In, uh, some decision I had to make and, uh, yeah, uh, just for more clear directions and, yeah, just for that. Absolutely. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just give you praise and thanks, O oh Lord. Thank you for Anna, O oh God. Thank you for her faith and her open heart, O oh Lord God. And Father, in Jesus' mighty name, your word says that we're supposed to be led by your spirit, O oh God. So, Lord, in regards to the questions, in regards to that direction that she's looking from you, we ask that you would make it clear, O oh Lord God, that you would speak to her, Lord God. And show her your divine will, your divine direction, O Lord. Remove every obstacle, O Lord God. And do it again, Father, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. By revealing your will. Father, we just thank you for Anna. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her ministry, O God. We thank you for her passion, O Lord. We thank you for her flag ministry. And we thank you for her intercessory ministry, O Lord God, that you have planted in her. Even before the foundations of the earth, you planted these things within her. Because in the fullness of time, they should come out. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we know you're summoning her, O oh Lord. We know you're jealous for that which you have put inside of her. Remove every hindrance, we pray, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And give her strength and conviction concerning the direction that you're leading her. Bless her and increase her. Every area of her life, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we ask that you would minister to today. Bless her and keep her, Father, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you. The Lord will do it for you, Anna. He always does, right? Amen. Always. Very Thank you. My daughter. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. He's good and faithful. Absolutely. Um, someone want to pray for Cassia? Uh, it's in regards to her, her obsidian structure. Am I getting that word pronounced right? Go ahead, Anna. You want to pray? Okay. Just pray for you that she's having in her physical body. Okay. We'll do what we do with the linguistics after. Okay. Father, Lord, as we come another time, we lift up your daughter, Tasia, oh God, before yes, you. Lord. We thank you, oh God, for her life, oh God. Even as she went down in water baptism, oh God, last week, Sunday, Lord, she professed you, oh God, openly, oh God, before men. And you said, those who do this, Lord, you also, oh God, will openly, Lord Jesus, welcome them in before your Father. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, oh God, for this proclamation, oh God, this declaration, oh God, that she had made. And as she went down, Lord, in the water, Lord, and she raised up, oh God, to walk in the newness of life. I thank you, oh God, for this path, Lord, that she is now on. I thank you, oh God, for blessing her life. I thank you, oh God, for even, oh God, the blessing, Lord Jesus, that you allow her to be, oh God, to others. And we lift up, Lord God, every situation, oh God, that's in her soul, Lord, everything, oh God, that's within, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will minister, oh God, to it. We apply the blood of Jesus yes. over every situation, oh God, in her life. And we we, we we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the victory, oh God, that you have already granted us, Lord. And I pray, oh God, your blessings, oh God, over her life as she go forth, oh God, in you, oh God. Bless her, oh God. We pray, oh God, for her edge of protection, oh God, a fiery edge around her, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Adriana, can we have you pray for that second request? For Stacy, from Stacy. Uh, Stacy, uh, because I pray for my cousin Stephanie on the first day of. Uh... Oh yes, thank you. We got we, we want to say thank you, Father God, as you have you are teaching us to trust you. Uh, the very same way, my sister Stacy is trusting you on the behalf of a cousin. We all want to trust you, Father God. We thank you for the job that you have given to Stephanie. Father God, we thank you for that grace. In this difficult time, where jobs are difficult to obtain, but you have given that grace because we all believe that it comes from you. We thank you. Father God, we ask you to give her that wisdom that comes from you so that in that particular job, she will shine. Yeah. Father God, we thank you and in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bind all the spirit that has been opposed, that has been fighting, trying to prevent her from getting that job. We, we bind them all. All the spirit that is trying to cause problems within that jobs. We bind them all. We command them to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we ask you to give her the wisdom that you gave to Joseph, to Daniel and his three companions. Father God, let us shine so she will be a witness within 
that jobs and also we can rejoice in the testimony that we are going to receive we thank you because we have learned to trust in you we thank you because we know that you will be there you will protect and give her that wisdom that comes from you and we have prayed in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ and we say thank you lord amen 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 was that on mute oh no sorry no no I heard that, and that's sorry. I thought I was on mute. I'm sorry about that. No, no. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adriana. Okay. I don't see any more uh, prayer requests here. We had a beautiful baptism last week, and we're going to be having one more today. And we're got, we're actually making a movie out of the one that we had last week. So, thanks to Tayshon, it's being put together. Great thing. Yeah, and uh, sooner or later it'll come out and we'll see what it looks like. We'll see what kind of skills station uh, has. He's been telling me how good he is. <laughs> awesome. Anybody has anything else to share? It was quite a nice ride from Toronto to the village of London. <laughs> Getting home around 4 a, I mean, 2 a.m. in the morning. Now, station told me this because this was the deal, station, I'm going to be doing the driving, but you do not sleep. He said to me, well, you know what? If you gave me some ice cream, I will not sleep all the way back. I said, okay, that's fine. Because we were going back around uh, 12 or 1 a.m. So we start, we get some ice cream. Guess what? Three minutes in the driving, the guy is sleeping. <laughs> and I rolled the window down. No, he was gone. But it was really great getting together sharing you know what we talk about testimony i was there listening to the sister it was quite interesting to see how god is changing touching our lives and by the way i'm still i'm still getting offers for other projects but i've seen no too many i can i can feel that it's directing me from god's calling but thanks for praying uh, and i'm really seeing god's hands thank you Amen. Amen. Thanks for sharing, Adriana. Awesome, Adriana. Thank you so much for driving uh, the miles yesterday to come down here. And thanks, Station, for all the work that he did, mm -hmm. all of the setting up the video and all that type of stuff. So I think we're going to make a few movies from uh, these baptisms that we're doing. And because some of you guys need to be baptized, you know, you know that water that they sprinkled on you at uh, birth was just a joke. <laughs> you need you need a real baptism, eh? So. Yeah, we're gonna be like, uh, maybe you need to be to do it over anyway because you never felt the conviction with the baptism that you got. Well, yeah, you guys have been telling me this, right? So that's why I'm, I'm actually saying this. So, whole lot of water, the better it is. Awesome. So I think we are at the end. Unless anyone has anything else to share, we want to be. Um, hey, Karina, hope all is well with you. Uh, yeah, we want to be make sure, making sure that we're getting uh, everyone prayed for. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, we want to uh, make sure that anyone wants to say something, that they get the opportunity to express it. So, I think, uh, I think we're done. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you and increase you this week. Yes. Thank you guys for coming on. We give, we, we give praise and thanks to Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Bless you all bless until you. next week. Thanks for logging on, everyone. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.
Uh, and Jerry, yeah, I will see for 